From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about the physiological changes that occur as a woman experiences orgasm. And there's a quote from Megan Hart talking about orgasms that say, a woman's orgasm is such a fragile thing, dependent as much upon her mind as her clitoris. And that's going to be part of that physiological and those physiological changes that we're talking about in today's show. But first, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And, you know, a hug's really an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone whose whose marriage is undergoing transformation. And this hug came from an email we received that started, I wanted to thank you for having the courage to write your books, do your podcast, and share your message. Mm. I have a similar story to Tony. I was addicted to porn. I hid it, lied about it, and let it ruin my marriage. My wife also mentioned to me that I was emotionally abusive after listening to your Is This Abuse show, Mm. and I had my eyes opened. I would give her the silent treatment. I would not be present. I would withhold love. Since my wife told me she was done, that she was tired of it all, I have had a great awakening. For the past year, I have stopped pornography and will Mm. never go back. I've done some self-reflecting through books, talking with counselors, listening to podcasts, and done all I can to stop being such a terrible husband. I still don't know if my marriage will be saved, but your show and your book, The Trust Factor, has given me hope. I love my wife so much, and this last year has been the hardest of my life, but it has made me realize how much I cherish my wife and love her. Mm. Thank you for your work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. The story's not over. Not at The story's all. not over at all. It's just starting, and, and for anybody who is in a similar place... You know, you keep taking that step forward just like this husband's doing. You keep making the adjustments that are needed mm-hmm. that we we have to continue making because with marriage and on this journey, there's growth that happens. And sometimes we lose sight of why we're in this. And sometimes it's when your wife or your husband tells you it's over that your eyes are opened. Mm-hmm. So don't give up. Yeah. Keep going at it. It's amazing what you can do. Mm, so good. So good. And, you know, as Tony said at the top of the show, we're talking about the physiological changes that occur as a woman experiences orgasm. And yes, it's we kind are. Of, it's kind of interesting because almost 200 shows ago, which if you're brand new to the one family, there's over 600 shows. So back at show number 424, we did a show called The Anatomy of an Erection. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really sure why that wasn't immediately followed up with something like the anatomy of a female orgasm, right? Or anything that would have... Like, yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I can think of a couple of reasons why, you know, as, as we were preparing for the show, I'm like, why, why did it take us 200 shows to do this? The first is... It was because Elisa had resistance. I was just going to own it, but yeah. that's fine. You can, you can call it out. It was resistance because I'm like, well, it's not so obvious. That, that was exactly what I told Tony. I'm like, mm-hmm. why did we wait so long? And he's even saying, well, let's talk about this. And I'm like, but you can't see it. And, and That's what she tells me. She, I, she, she honestly, we're driving down to a meeting and I'm talking about this and I'm going, we need to talk about the female anatomy. We need to talk about the orgasm and how it all is tied together. And, and Elise is like, well, you just can't see it. No. Which 
even as I say that, I'm like, that's kind of a funny thing for a wife to say to her husband because he probably can see it, right? If he's ever looked at his wife, he can definitely see it. Mm-hmm. And, and so even as I like we're relaying the story, I'm like, well, that was just a really ignorant thing to say because, you know, so the, the, let me just back up. So there was that resistance of going, well, you know, the bo- woman's wife doesn't look or the wife's body doesn't look the same. And, you know, we also came into this place where back then, we hadn't studied her body as much as Tony and I have studied female anatomy over probably like the last six weeks. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really been this two, two part fold of going through and saying, okay, wait a minute. One, just because I can't see it doesn't mean that Tony can't see it. Or in your case, wives, it doesn't mean that your husband can't see that your body's going through change. And as with anything that's related to marriage, sometimes you just got to do a little study mm-hmm. in order to be able to talk about it, in order to be able to say, okay, what's going on? Because it's really clear in a man's body when he's aroused. Is it? Well, I happen to think the erection is pretty obvious. I would agree. I, and, just- and, and I would even say that it can be felt, even mm-hmm. not seen. Right. I mean, there are many a times that I've come up to you and hugged you, and you're like, "Oh, hey there." Yeah, that's pretty much what I say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't because only... I'm not necessarily talking to all of you. I'm talking right. to part of you. Right. In in that, I'm just saying it, it it it's one of those places where it's like you don't have to see it; you can feel it. Mm-hmm. With the female anatomy and everything that goes on, you wouldn't walk up to me and I'd be like, "Oh, hey, you're ready to go right now." Correct. It just wouldn't happen. Right. Right. And, you know, so here's something interesting that I hadn't really thought about when it came to, when it came to the female orgasm, as opposed to the male orgasm, until we started studying this, the, the male orgasm actually has a role in reproduction. The female orgasm does not. And so I I just want to say from the very beginning of this show, don't compare your orgasms to what you think they should be. Mm. because part of the variety in orgasm specifically for a woman is that it's, it's all about pleasure, right? It has nothing to do with actually a reproductive role because it it doesn't change anything. So long, short, intense, not so intense, like all of that, you're normal. Mm -hmm. Like, can I just tell you you're normal? Don't, don't be comparing yourself to everybody else. And, and, you know, as we get into this, part of the reason why we decided to do this show is because it's not so obvious. And a lot of people get really frustrated or feel frustration or disappointment or disconnect in their marriage because they're like, well, I think it should be this, right? I think I'm supposed to be doing, back up and just look at yourselves, right? And I think that would come from both the husband and from the wife, Mm -hmm. right? Because we have many a times a husband who is just like, I want to pleasure my wife. I want her to experience that. And then you have on the other side, the wife who's like, I just want to be pleasured. I want to experience that orgasm. I want to have that. So it happens from both sides, I think, within the marriage bed of both of you wanting this to happen. And then being frustrated when you don't know exactly why or how or... And and I get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was the early years of our marriage Mm -hmm. where, you know, an orgasm was a rather unpredictable thing in our house. For me, anyway, if we can... Like, I'm just going to own this one. Um, it, it was like hit, totally hit or miss. We didn't know what was going to work. Mm-hmm. In my mind, we didn't know what was going to work from one week to an next or one oh, month I would, to I would an Oh, I would 100% agree. And I think early on, I was more of the, hey, because of watching pornography, the only way that I could give you an orgasm was through penetration, a vaginal, vaginal orgasm. Vaginal orgasm. Which, honestly, just 
let me lay this out there for you guys. Only about 25% of women have vaginal orgasms. So let me put this in plain English. If it's challenging for you to orgasm with vaginal penetration, you are not abnormal. And we're going to talk about how you can have an amazing orgasm by focusing on one area. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, can we just actually back up and just do a little biology lesson here? Yeah. Because it wasn't something I had actually thought about until we started looking at the research. And the truth of the matter is, is that when, when at conception, when the sperm and the egg come together, you know, it doesn't matter if there's an XX or an XY, we all start out the same, the same, Mm -hmm. like all the same parts, just they're going to get rearranged or they're going to get arranged differently. Mm-hmm. And it's not until about six or seven weeks when the, the Y chromosome starts like kicking in, kicking it into gear. And for all of you that doctors and medical professional, I know I'm like making this super simplified. We don't need the emails. I get it. We're just doing this for a quick bio lesson. But at that testicular development stage, that's when we start differentiating into boys and girls. Mm-hmm. That happens around, you know, seven, eight, nine weeks. But we have all the same genetic material, which means that that the parts are the same. They just develop differently in a male and a female. And this was really fascinating to me as we started digging into this because I think as men and women, we we really do kind of say, well, they're so different than me, right? As a wife, I look at time, I'm like, you're so different. Like you have all these different parts. I don't even know what to do with it. And yet when you look at the biology, it's all the same parts. They're just in different places in a man versus a woman. Mm-hmm. And that's an important thing to know because if we understand that, then there's some of the stimulation that works regardless mm-hmm. of whether you're a man or a woman. And, and just to talk about some of the similarities, okay? So on a man, it's very clear, he has a penis, right? And for him, that is the highest concentration of nerve endings, somewhere around Mm 4,000, give or take, based on research. The female counterpart is the clitoris. But ladies, I just want you to like, you know, pat yourselves on the back. We actually have double the amount of nerve endings. And the only purpose of the clitoris is pleasure. Yeah. It's the only thing it does. But interestingly enough, in stimulation, the clitoris will actually grow yep. and, and expand. Huh. Kind of sounds like a penis. Right? Same kind of thing. In the, in the woman, or on the woman, you have the labia majora, and that is equivalent to the male scrotum. Right? You have the shaft that you can visibly see on a man, the penis, the shaft, which is made up of the corpus cavernosa i'm like all these fabulous words and the spongiosum and again if you're a biologist or a doctor give me grace on this these are all big scientific words that i don't usually use but here's the thing right like on a man we can picture this coming off uh, like with inside the penis right Mm -hmm. because you can see it on a woman clitoris analogous to the penis on her inside she has the same Parts. She has the vestibular bulb. She has the cruce clitoris. She has the same parts. And guess what, ladies? They go like you know. If you picture the penis, literally from the tip to, to the shaft, all the way to the male's body. On the woman, tip of the clitoris, mm-hmm. all the way down, and it like literally wraps around, not completely, but it comes down on either side, all the way to the vaginal opening. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, do you want to share this part because you just you love talking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as <laughs> th- yeah. Th- this is interesting to me. 
the the entire female area of her private parts is not called the vagina. It's actually called the vulva. The entire area, everything that Elisa is talking about right now, I mean, that whole entire area is called the vulva. The vagina, and I would say this multiple times and get corrected by Elisa, the vagina is the hole, which it's not a hole. The hole is the entrance. The hole is the entrance, right? Like, it just it's sounds a, funny to It's me. a canal. Mm-hmm. So there is an end to it. But that was, to me, even just reading and, and understanding and talking to Elisa about orgasm and what does that look like, you, you begin to understand the vagina, where it's located compared to the clitoris, there, there's some space going on. You got some distance. And... And so for me, you know, you just learn, right? Mm-hmm. You're learning, you're understanding, and why it is difficult for so many women to end up having vaginal orgasms, mm-hmm. and why being able and to understand the importance of the clitoris, the clitoral hood, the 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 legs that come around the lips, and then even even that's why during orgasm women will feel all that sensation even into the anus area mm-hmm. because all of that's right there in that vulva area. Yeah, there's so, so much that happens during arousal and subsequently into orgasm that is happening both inside and outside her body. And we want to get into that, but we're going to do that right after this word from our sponsor. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So remember how I said at the beginning of the show that um, we, my resistance was, well, you can't actually see what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Where I was just like, you can't see anything. Well, it turns out that's not true. It's not. And I had to explain this to my beautiful wife that there is, there is visual things happening. Like the, I see it. Yeah. Like, which literally with Tony saying that and then with all the reading that we were doing and you know, guys, we're going to link, there were a number of books that we read in preparation for the show. We're going to link to all of them, um, both in the show notes and yeah. also in our Amazon shop. Yeah. We'll put those in both spots in the Amazon shop. That's one extraordinary marriage.com slash Amazon. You're going to have to scroll down cause we have like a book section at the bottom there, but we'll have all three of the books, the three books. And I'll also link them in the episode notes, the vagina Bible. Come As You Are, and She Comes First. Those are the three books that we've been reading and studying um, to get a better understanding of the female anatomy and Mm -hmm. the female orgasm. And you know what, guys? It's okay to have these kinds of books in your house. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to share that. It's okay. Like the world will not come to an end. But so here's what happens. When stimulation begins, both the labia minora, which a lot of people um, more commonly might refer to it as like the lips mm-hmm. um, around the vagina, th- at that and the clitoris start to darken and they start to swell in size. Like I said earlier, kind of like an erection. And, and I just want to say, Elisa says you, the, the, the argument was, well, you can't see it. And yet... When you're stimulating, Mm -hmm. be it the hand, be it with your tongue, with oral sex, you begin to feel that area grow. So as a husband, can you actually feel it grow and change? Mm -hmm. 
Oh, most definitely. Because there are times in early, like when we're starting foreplay where honestly I feel lost because okay. I, cause I am searching. I'm like, am I in the right spot? Is this right? And as we, as we continue our foreplay and you, you're getting more in tune and, and you're, you know, getting all the junk out of your head and you're, you're really starting to focus in on us and what we're doing. And as your arousal begins to heighten, mm-hmm. oh, most definitely. I can definitely feel the the change both in fingers and on my tongue if we're doing oral. There you go. So ladies, he's aware. Mm-hmm. He's aware if you're present, you're getting aroused. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I found super interesting is that, and this is just, again, how amazing our bodies are, but in the stimulation phase, there is like our bodies have the ability to naturally lubricate ladies, yeah. right? The, the vaginal canal actually, you know, starts to get in this place where it's not just creating your own natural lubricant, but it is also starting to expand. Okay. Here's the thing that just like, go for it. Yeah. This was, this was a little bit mind blowing to me. So again, vulva is the entire area. Vagina is the canal. The hole is just the entrance. Here's what ends up beginning to happen. As guys, as you're stimulating her, as she's getting aroused, and this is why we say foreplay is important, both mentally, physically, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's important because the vagina actually begins to expand. And somewhere in the vicinity of like two inches in length, it begins to grow in length and the vagina opening expands as well. And I don't remember how much that would expand, like the size wise, I don't remember exactly, but that begins to expand. And so here's something really interesting because I started thinking back of all these times that Elise and I would force sexual intercourse. When he says force, he means try and go quickly without foreplay or without anything like that. It wasn't like he forced himself on me. I just want a quick disclaimer. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, because of the foreplay, we would just sort of try to run through foreplay like, quickly. Let's just do this. Let's, let's just, just do like, this. And, and here's the thing. How many times have I said, hey, let's j- basically, let's just get this over with. Right. Do what you got to do. Like use lubricant. Let's roll. Yeah. And the thing is, the vagina at that point in time, because of the arousal hasn't happened, it hasn't expanded. The canal hasn't expanded, nor has the vagina opening been able to expand. And so... It was sort of painful. Like at least it'd be like th- that hurts. Like, and, and I'm thinking back now. This is many years ago. I'm thinking right. back, going now, I'm going. Oh my goodness. Well, we were rushing it. We were rushing it, and sure, she wasn't. Her body wasn't ready for that. So yes, it was painful for her and for me even because it's like it's way tighter. It's not as lubricated as that as it should be. Which is just, it's amazing that like once you know, you can go back and look at your sexual experiences together and go, oh. That's why it's hurting. <laughs> That's why we're not enjoying this the way we thought we would. Lubrication does help. Mm-hmm. And yet, let's not force the foreplay. Let's make sure we're stimulating her, guys. Let's make sure we're we're helping her to get to that place of arousal so that there is excitement and enjoyment for her as well. Absolutely. And you know, one of the things that happens in that first phase is that her, 
her breasts swell and her nipples become erect, can become erect. Um, but as the, the arousal continues, the labia actually doubles in, you know, scientifically doubles in size mm-hmm. from its resting state. The internal structures around the clitoris actually raise it. So there is, you know, all of those nerve endings actually have kind of more space to to be stimulated. 8,000. Think of that. In this little area, the it's clitoris, 8,000 nerve endings. It's absolutely mind-blowing when you think about how how much touch and feeling goes into that one little area for the sole purpose of arousing and and giving your wife an orgasm. Craziness. Craziness. Um, there can also be involuntary contractions of both the hands and feet. So every cartoon that you've ever seen where like her toes are curled and, and like as I was learning that I'm like, Oh my gosh, that happens to me. Mm -hmm. But I just always thought that was just like a weird thing. Like I never in my mind partnered that with arousal or stimulation. I always just, you know, here's the thing. We always think there's something wrong with us when we don't know Mm -hmm. the why or how our bodies work. And so I was like, oh, that's always so weird. But there have been times I'm like, oh my gosh, my foot's cramping. Mm -hmm. It's because of those muscle contractions. And then you may also find that, you know, wives, you are either holding your breath or you're panting more. And that's because the pelvic and thoracic diaphragms are actually operating in sync. And I've off, this is, I mean, this is like Lisa's learning about her body 101, because I will find that I hold my breath or, or that I've like taken a deep breath and I just stop, I don't like stop breathing, but I just like, there's this huge pause in between taking a breath. And again, I'm like, oh, that's so weird. Like I always thought, oh, you're just weird. But when you know the biology, when you know how your body works, then you can actually start to go, oh, well, look at me. I'm like, I'm totally normal. Yeah. Right. And so why we're doing the show, you guys, I mean, obviously we've got to get to orgasm here in just a minute, but, but why we're doing this is to normalize what's going on to help you understand, because ladies, there may be a lot of you out there that were like me and like, well, you can't see anything like whatever. Yeah. Somehow I just get from resting state to orgasm and I don't really, but when you start to understand how all of your body parts are working together to create this, how it's important that there's stimulation. There's important, you know, it's important that you go through this process that you're not just like, dude, get it over with. Here's the thing. Emotional intimacy in this time is vitally important. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. Hey, you can be physically intimate and sexually intimate. And yet if you're not emotionally intimate with one another, Mm -hmm. you don't learn the lingo that you two have because you two are you, you're one of a kind each of you are and when you're able to understand what's going on and you can talk to one another openly honestly transparently about what's going on like i've had conversations when with elisa and oral sex and sort of sharing what i'm seeing at times like And afterwards, having shared like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this was going on here. And you know what I mean? Because visually for us, that's a turn on, Mm. you know, but you got to be able to speak to your spouse during afterwards of what's happening and why, because that allows for that heightened, that heightened stimulation for both of you. And I want to say something here because of just how you were talking about language and whatnot. It is okay for a husband and wife to talk about their bodies, mm-hmm. to talk about their sexual intimacy, it's not 
dirty Mm -hmm. for a husband and wife to be having this conversation. It is, it is actually a very healthy part of building both your sexual and your emotional intimacy. And I know that there are a lot of people that have been told it's dirty to talk about sex. I get it. But within the context of marriage, when you're learning about each other, when you're learning what works and and what this beautiful experience looks like, it is 100% okay to have conversations around this, to step into this place where you say, you know what, we're going to learn how to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And I just, I want to say that because I feel like there might be some people that are listening today that are going, this is dirty talk. No, this is, this is biology and this is learning Mm -hmm. how your body works. Now at orgasm. It's probably no surprise that there are muscle contractions happening all over her body to release all of that energy, all of that built up tension. There's also all of the all of the sphincters in her body. So the urethra, the vagina, and the anus, they all contract. And you know, if if husbands, if you've seen your wives having an orgasm, you know that literally like everything just kind of like you know, like all comes together in you know, an explosion. And yet, I want to be real clear, it doesn't have to be a full body experience. Mm-hmm. That's right. Orgasm looks different all across the board. And it could look different from different times that you're making love. Yes. Some may be just really like mellow and, and others may be like screaming from the top of your lungs. It, it, even as an individual, having been there, and Elisa and I going on almost 24 years of marriage, have seen the gamut. It's like sometimes I'm like, wow, did you just have an orgasm? She's like, yeah. She's like, it was great. And I'm like, wow, I didn't, it's not like, the last one where you're clenching me and just, you know, toes were totally curled and, and no, she's like, Oh no, it was great. So do know that not every orgasm you're going to have is exactly the same. Right. Right. Because you know, at, at orgasm, the heart rate is up, the blood pressure is up, like everything is elevated in that moment. And then after orgasm or after multiple orgasms, remember there's, there's no rule around orgasms, then everything's going to return over time to normal. Like heart rate's going to come down. All the muscles are going to relax. Mm-hmm. Everything returns to its pre-stimulated state and size and color. But but I want to, I just want to encourage you to remember that, you know, within your marriage bed, you actually have the best opportunity for sex ed. Mm-hmm. Forget your sophomore year in high school health book where, you know, it was like the anatomy and the diagrams and, and things like that. And it was perfectly flat. And you're like, oh, whatever. I just got to memorize these parts for my anatomy test. But to really get into this place with husband and wife and say, what does this look like? Like until Tony and I had this conversation, you guys, I had no idea that he could actually see physiological changes, mm-hmm. I, 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 which <laughs> may blow some of your minds. You may be like, really, Elisa? Yeah, because we hadn't talked about it. And now all of a sudden, when he's telling me this, I'm like, it's what turns me on in all honesty. It's, it's a, it's an interesting piece that over time I've become to learn and understand and now doing more of the reading and educating of ourselves. I'm like, it's an actual turn on for me to see it happening. So, so don't think ladies that just because you can't see it, or maybe you don't feel it happening as, um, overtly as a man would feel an erection. Don't, don't dismiss the fact that we were made different, like our body parts were made differently. There's still a whole lot going on down there and get in this place where you're like, let's explore this. Let's have a conversation and and let's learn how our bodies work, not just individually, but as a couple. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope today's episode was educational 
in terms of understanding the anatomy of a female orgasm. In all honesty, there's a lot more, but we wanted to bring this to you guys so that you begin to, to understand it together. And more importantly, the emotional intimacy gets brought in, right? You begin to talk about this, pick up one of the books that we, we mentioned again, those will be in the episode notes as well as in our Amazon shop there for you. Pick one up, begin to read, begin to learn, begin to talk about it. Take this episode and, and dissect it with one another. And then like Elisa said, there's no better sex ed than in the marriage bed. So go have fun with one another. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week. And we'll, ta- we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.